0: Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark in Manila here from ESL BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact. I'm here to help you get on the right track with your English or maybe you are a native English speaker and you want to improve how confident you sound using your native language. But even if it is a second language, I'm here to assist you. Also to point you in the right direction with regard to your career, perhaps you want to blow away the interviewer, I've got over 25 years in business and marketing experience, and I can probably help you with the majority of things, including launching your own company, understanding what it takes to make a great presentation, also how to use the right words to affect change within your company, maybe influence your customers and close sales, all of these things. And um, Today, I'm going to be speaking about renewable energy. Um, it's a sector that I have previously coached many, many clients within, um, and we're going to be talking about the vocab in particular. Now, the best way that we can obviously get the right words, particularly if you're going to be interviewed for some of the positions that I have recently podcasted about, um, there's a great company, were it's a German company, and they are a multinational, so working in many locations worldwide. Um, then of course if you get invited to one of those interviews you're going to need to be able to discuss using English as the common language so let's have a bit of a chat and in this podcast we're going to go over what is renewable energy please use this as your active coaching lesson okay Um, so pen and paper at the ready remember I say pen and paper is much better than using a tablet or smartphone because it's been psychologically proven that by actively you doing the writing physically writing helps lay down the neural circuit and memorization storage from working memory short term memory into long term memory is greater okay more effective for you so please use a pen and paper make a note of the new vocabs or the constructions i put together to hear the native phrasing okay and then try to repeat it back after the session always important wherever you can as soon as you've listened to this try to consolidate the learning by reusing it straight away and then also go back through the notes, pick out the key things you want to perhaps practice using with your colleagues and then in your working day ahead or this week ahead, whatever it is that you're facing whenever you're listening to me, then use it, okay, with your colleagues, your emails, your text messages, speaking to your family, try to get a conversation going using these words. You can do that consistently for 28 days non-stop you will see an improvement. Trust me, believe me, it works, okay? Right, so what is renewable energy? Okay, renewable energy is energy that is environmentally friendly, okay? What is that? Well, it's collected from renewable resources. So, these are things that are naturally replenished. Listen to those lovely words. Replenished, okay? They are basically restored, okay? Again and again. They are renewed. Replenished, renewed. So, if we want to replenish the supply of food in our fridge, we go to the supermarket i guess we go to the market right so to renew it okay examples of these renewable resources include the sunlight wind rain tides waves geothermal heat Uh, geothermal heat is the thermal energy generated and stored in the earth's crust okay or in the earth itself in the soil there is a distinction between renewable energy and alternative energy the latter right the latter being the last one the first one would be the former, the latter and former. So the latter is generated from alternatives to fossil fuels and need not be renewable. So that's interesting, isn't it? So alternative energy, the latter is generated from alternatives to fossil fuel and need not be renewable. Maybe, for example, alternative energy could be, I'm not saying it is, but it might be such as um, nuclear power. OK, because let's face it, there is only so much plutonium and uranium in the ground. Once you've mined it, it's not exactly renewable. It's a bit like a fossil fuel in the way that we have to dig it up and mine for the ore, but to put in the reactors, but it's not classed as a fossil fuel. And therefore, okay, it's useful as an alternative energy, but it's not renewable. So you might say it's not very environmentally friendly, although, you know, nuclear power advocates would argue otherwise. Um, But, yeah, we've got to be careful because there's a lot of storage issues there with nuclear waste, right? And this is why it's really not environmentally friendly from one point of view. But they would argue on the other side that it is environmentally friendly if you're a nuclear power um, contractor or you work uh, for them. And I coached a great, fantastic guy, Vlad, if you're listening, I miss you greatly. I don't know where you ended up, my friend. Vlad is from Russia and I really hope he's doing okay, he and his family. Um, it was an absolute honour to coach Vlad in twenty 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 one. Now, um, so I, I wish you all the best, my friend. But you know, as Vlad made a very good case to me, and I, I see his point too. I take all sides of this. I don't think one side's better than the other. To be transparent on that, um, you know, he said, "Yeah, okay, nuclear may have storage issues, I an mean, environmental concerns, seriously hazardous waste. Um, but then, if you look at the fact that, um, well, if you look at solar, for example." Uh, if you put huge solar panels all over, say, fields, then you are going to take a huge landmass that is required for farming, for growing crops. Um, you're going to kill the ground underneath it because the sunlight's not getting to the ground. So all of the animals, the biomatter underneath. Is going to die because of these huge solar panels. Okay, so there's there are pros and cons. I could see where he was coming from as well on that. but it uh, it might look more environmentally friendly at the very face of it, the surface of it. But when we look at where these solar panels are being placed, there's fields of solar panels, then this could be an issue, I can see that too. Also water runoff, because if the solar panels are there, the water would run off and not go into the ground, which then could cause problems with floodplains, etc. So that could cause an environmental catastrophe in its own right. It's not a simple conversation as we first think. And there's, there's much more to discuss there, but I'm not going to go into this. This is something that would be in my masterclass podcast. If you're interested in those, please follow the link. Okay, those podcasts give you far more content, okay? And they are in depth podcasts that you can't get here on the free platform. All right, so let's move on. Um, yeah, so renewable energy is stuff that comes from renewable resources, okay? And really, it is uh, often supplying energy for essential sectors the generation of heat, okay? So cooling and heating of air, generation of electricity, um, means of transport, and rural energy services. So, If we talk about investing in renewable energy global investments in renewable technologies have been estimated um this was back in that 2015 so it's a little bit out of date this but um to be about 286 billion us dollars all right and it's the main countries we would think of the big companies like china united states invest heavily in wind hydro solar and biofuels Globally, they're estimated at the moment 7.7 million jobs and increasing uh, associated with the renewable energy industry. The solar photovoltaics are the largest renewable employer at the moment. Okay, And as of 2015, worldwide, more than half of all new electrical capacity uh, that has been carried out is renewable. Okay, The benefits of renewable energy, let's talk about that. So there are many benefits to using renewables. Um, course, firstly, first and foremost, listen to those words, first and foremost, um, naturally replenished energy resources are located over wide and expansive geographical regions. That is in contrast to non-renewable resources, which clearly are only in a limited number of countries. So, for example, take the UK, rather controversially, just recently it's been announced that they're going to, um, right, we're going to open another mine. We're going to... It's ridiculous in a way in Cumbria. Okay, it's been given the green light by the UK government to mine coal again in the UK. Now, in one way, I can see it's a great boost for the economic situation, local jobs for local people. Finally, we're not importing things um, from coal from overseas as we did under Margaret Thatcher's policies that I remember as a young child the huge miners' strikes and just chaos, and people lost their jobs up and down in the UK. It was just it literally ghosted some some towns and and areas particularly in the north uh, of England and um, you know my father he was involved in the mining industry and it had a significant impact um, on his particular work and what he was doing and it changed everything it really did so in one way bringing mining back onshore in the UK which Clearly, let's face it; it has to do because, of course, now we've got a big problem after being in Brexit. Um, the cost of, of importing some of our coal, if we're talking certainly from, say, Europe, or, you know, the, it's just ridiculous, right? Um, we didn't think about these things, which is another rant of mine about Brexit, but that's again another conversation. So, you know. When we look at that, these types of resources like coal only exist in a certain limited number of countries. Um, plutonium, uranium, for as we mentioned earlier, for nuclear reactors. Okay, whereas renewables are available like twenty four seven, aren't they? You know, usually you've got sunlight anywhere you are in the world. So that's one. That's where it's the biggest one. Uh, tidal power, depending on where you're located, if you're lucky to have a shoreline or coastline, wind. Clearly, if you're in a windy location, that's great. If you're not, not so good. All right. Um, so really, when we think about it, um, these um, rapid deployments of renewable energies and the energy efficiency means significant energy security, because that is the next kind of battle, or the current battle. You could say there'll be a war over that. There possibly is, isn't there? Let's face it, look at Russia-Ukraine war, what, what that's meaning to energy security of the world. Um, so, in a way, it's going to increase your energy security. Uh, climate change mitigation, what is mitigation? It reduces it, it kind of reduces it or offsets it. It doesn't stop it, but it helps lessen it. And of course, economic benefits such as bringing jobs um, to local areas that might have been impoverished. Impoverished is a lovely word, it just means like in you know, a very poor, um, not as rich as other areas or regions of that country. Now, the results of a recent review of literature decided or agreed that um, as greenhouse gas emitters, these are countries belching out, listen to that, belching out, okay, of this greenhouse gas, right, this carbon dioxide and, and monoxide and, power, you know, other toxic substances too, as they begin to be held liable for the damages resulting from these emissions, okay, and leading to increasing climate change, because personally speaking, I don't think that we can say climate change has always existed. Uh, The world has always gone through cyclical, there's that nice word, in a circle, warming and cooling phases. If you look back, even before we had cars and all these pollutions from industries, the world went through this the mini ice age and the big ice age, right? And then we've had the warming. So it happens because it's partly to do with solar activity as well, coming towards our planet from outside of our particular um, planet. But the point is this I believe that we have aggravated it further. That's where I agree that there is. There are both sides to this conversation. Climate change does exist, absolutely. And it is being, um, but this is a natural phenomenon in one way. However, this is just my personal point of view. Everyone's entitled to disagree or correct this if they want. I have no problem with that. Um, But in addition to that, I do believe that now what we are doing in the world is just increasing this and aggravating it further, okay? So it is having an influence. So if we think about it, as People are being held responsible for increasing the climate change rate, okay. Then a high value for liability mitigation would provide powerful incentives. Listen to these words for deployment of renewable energy technologies. So, what I mean by that is um, if you think about it, high value, what does this mean? Let's just break this very wordy sentence down. There's lots of high vocab here. So, Greenhouse gas emitters, as they begin to be held liable, so held responsible, liable, you're liable for it, you're responsible, okay, legally, for damages, okay, for harm resulting from greenhouse gas emissions, so coming from how much your factory is belching out, okay, or how much coal you're burning into the atmosphere, resulting in climate change. So if those gases are associated with climate change, you are liable for that. And it's then saying a high value for liability mitigation would provide powerful incentives so a high value so in other words if you take these liability mitigation measures so reduce it by putting in renewables or whatever there's a high value it's like oh that's really valuable to our company now right if we do that it means we're not going to get fined as much for how much our factory belches out right that is a powerful incentive for the deployment deployment that means putting into action if we deploy it we send it into battle we deploy the troops right okay we place we activate of renewable energy technologies so it's basically saying in a nutshell to put it in lower level english it's saying right if you're a greenhouse gas emitter is a factory okay if those gasses are responsible for climate change then there's a very good reason for you sunshine to put in <laughs> these renewable energies ASAP as soon as possible it's a great acronym right okay and it's going to mean that you're not going to get fine end off right that's a good incentive that's a reason to do it because nobody wants to lose their money now there are other undeniable advantages of renewable energy such as um, obviously it's more suited to some countries okay where energy is often crucial in human development okay and in a way i agree with the statement that's been made in the past many many years ago um, by the United Nations that renewable energy does have the power to lift poorest nations to new levels of prosperity. Here in the Philippines, I believe it could do that. Um, I would say the Philippines isn't particularly poor, shall we say, it, is, it, is, it has poverty, yes, but it is very rich actually in natural resources, um, let alone then if we look at actually what is still not mined in the ground. Um, for whatever reason, the Philippines policy has been to not, really utilize that as much, um, but it's surrounded by water, right? Um, wind, we're not so great with, I would say, because it's very still here at times, although in certain areas, I know there are wind turbines, so it depends, but certainly tidal power and solar power, let's face it, we're so near the equator, solar is a just a no-brainer, okay? That means it's obvious, right? Okay, so let's get on with it, Philippines, and that's why, of course, there are these opportunities with Baywa, etc. etc. okay? Um, now, when we look at all of this, okay, um, it's important that this kind of imp- deployment is put in place with further electrification. So, electricity can be converted to heat, okay, um, generating higher temperatures than fossil fuels. Also, electricity um, can be converted into mechanical energy with higher efficiency, and electricity from renewable resources is clean at the point of consumption. So, what that means is that, you know, if you get that, then when you're using that the consumption you can be absolutely guilt-free right okay deployment of renewable energy okay um there is strong support okay for promoting renewable energy sources including solar and wind those are the two main ones at a national level at least 30 nations around the world at the point of when i did this kind of looking at this research um have renewable energy contributing more than 20% of energy supply. Renewable uh, energy markets nationally are projected to continue to grow strongly in the coming decades and beyond. So some places, if we look, um, two countries I can name, Iceland and Norway, generate all their electricity using renewable energy, which is fabulous. Well done, you. And many other countries have set a goal to reach 100% renewable energy in the future. But when that is, the future is the future, right? Denmark, for example, um, they decided the government to switch the total energy supply to electricity, mobility and heat and cooling. So mobility is like transport to 100% renewable energy by 2050. I don't know how close we are to that. I need to research and see how close we are to doing that. But that's a big target. Okay? And the conclusion overall on this is renewable energy systems are rapidly becoming more efficient and cheaper. Uh, the share of total energy consumption is increasing and, you know, growth in consumption of coal and oil, um, how should we put it, it, needs to probably come to an end rapidly now, right? OK. And this is one of the reasons why um, in Saudi, um, the Saudi 2030 Vision Project, again, is looking at that, too, because they know that, you know, the end of oil is a were, for them. Uh, they need to switch away. Um, and if you're in Saudi, then you understand this very well. and I know it's been controversial. It has its pros and cons, but it's important that the switch is made away from just relying on getting the um, GDP, the economic income into Saudi, just coming from oil alone. And um, this is why, obviously, we're opening up to tourism, and we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to work on that now, okay? So, I hope that these kind of expressions have helped you. Um, go back to the lesson. Listen to how I speak about it, okay? Um, how do I put all this together? And then from your point of view, try to summarize what you have learned about the renewable energy sector and think about how you might use some of these bits of information in an interview. If You are going for one of those job interviews, maybe it's the sales manager, maybe you would be talking about the deployment of renewable energy, that we need to increase it, okay, there's going to be a strong growth in the coming decades and beyond. Uh, You're aware of the targets set in Denmark, for example, uh, Norway and Iceland, and that would be where you would be wanting to try and get into further, right? As a sales manager, also, if you're in the Philippines, talk about how we are close to the, the equator here. We have a great, great opportunity for using solar, okay, and to really make energy more affordable for everybody in this country right okay I hope this has been of assistance to you to get you started thinking about the vocab for renewables and I will be doing more on renewables as well as many other sectors in the coming weeks so stick around for those and remember please spread me far and wide on your social media networks that I can't do please help me spread the word these podcasts are totally free and if you would like to help keep them free or at least keep them here Um, then please do consider sponsoring the show. If you go to Spotify, find my show there, you can sponsor a segment by just clicking the link. It's so simple. 99 cents a month, that's cheaper than a cup of coffee, right? Um, Also, if you want to buy me a cup of coffee as a one-off, then you can do. That's even better, and that helps me keep going a little bit longer. Also, just tell as many people as you can. The more people we get listening, the more this free information gets into the hands of the people who need it. That is you. Take care. Stay safe. I'll see you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to my podcast and if you have enjoyed it, please feel free to sponsor a segment. If you're listening on Spotify, you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month, which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated. If you prefer to do something one-off, then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee. Again, details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via Stripe. And again, this enables me to continue Providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here. So, even if you can't afford high level coaching, I'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you. Thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you. And of course, you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast. Put me on your social media everywhere that you go. Tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care. I'll see you soon.